I value my neck a lot more than 3,000 bucks, Chief. I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for 10. And you gotta make up your minds. You wanna stay alive and ante up? You wanna play it cheap? Be on welfare the whole winter. I don't want no volunteers. I don't want no mates. There's too many captains on this island. $10,000 for me by myself. For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Hey, everyone, ever, and welcome to 20th Century Pop, the show where we try to understand the present while living in the past. My name is Tim Levins. And I am Bob Canning. And, and Tim, I'm curious. It's, it's summer. It's um, summertime. It's, it's been hot. It's been very hot this summertime. And I know we've got, you know, COVID-19 happening, but... And Bob brought the room down. I did, but I'm curious, have, have you... I had have forgotten. You... I had totally forgotten that COVID-19 is a thing that was going on this very minute in the world in I this occupy. World, Thanks, we've been, Bob. We've been talking... I feel like I've gone three weeks without thinking about it once, and now you just brought it up in the show. So now I'm back to where I was three weeks ago. I had to I had to put that caveat in there because I was going to ask that you... That caveat if you've, if you've been to the beach, that was where I was going with this. Okay. Have I been to the beach? This summer. Sort of. I mean, not to go into water. We, we I live in Salem, so there's beaches nearby, so I've walked along the beach. Sure. Okay. Like sandy beaches? Or Some just, of them have sand. Or just waterfront? Well, it's both. There's, there's okay. both. I haven't been to like, I haven't brought a towel down, sat down and been like, ooh, where's the ice cream cone that I brought? Oh, it's gone. But the ice cream's still here. It's melted. That analogy was uh, missing some parts. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, Have you been to a beach? Do you I, live near a beach? Do you like I, beaches? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm about an hour away from the beach and, and we That's went to the beach. That's a long way. It's a decent, I mean. An hour's drive. I, I don't know distance. What what the distance actually is, but but uh, you said yeah, it was I, one hour away. Is that's I guess that's how far that, it is. that's the time. That's the time that it's away. And that how many that's miles did you walk? On traffic. Okay, I understood. <sighs> this is exhausting. I'm it sorry. can be. Well, you know, because because <laughs> apparently there's a pandemic going on that I didn't think about. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I had no idea what's happening. Sorry about and that. And I'm very happy that in a 45 in a, to an hour minute program that people was... come to to maybe escape <laughs> thinking about it just there for was... that period. Not that they're expecting us to be naive, but are thinking like, well, I want I want to get distracted. We brought it up. There was a brief moment where I was just going to ask you if you've been to the beach. I wasn't going to bring it up. Were you afraid that people would be like, when did this get recorded? Or he doesn't know about the I pandemic. don't know. I just felt like... It's it's a factor that it's involved in asking somebody if they've been out of their house recently and, in fact, have gone to a place where others gather. I thought I should throw that out there. I am aware that it exists. This has, like, ruined your plan to have this be, like, an evergreen episode that anyone could listen to at any time and what not be reminded. Mean? Like a Christmas episode? Well, not evergreen. It's a term in the industry that you can use it whenever. What industry? Um, we use it in the entertainment industry. Yeah, that's right. Because you're employed. You know who's not employed in the industry right oh. now? This, because of COVID-19? Because of yeah. Hangar 18? Wow. Wow. Because of uh, NC-17? Because of she's only six, oh, no, she's only Jeez. 17. 16 and life's too crowded? Because of 1559, the date that something happened? Because of 14 skidoo? I'm trying to see what numbers I know. Johnny I five. lost Put it Johnny 5 in there. What was that? Johnny, Johnny 5. five. Ah, that's a the long beach. way down to speak of Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. Um, I don't like the beach. You don't like the beach. And that's, Not that's really. Fine. I like it at night. I like it in the fall. But I don't like yeah. going down and sitting there and going in the water. I don't mind the beach. Okay. I, I enjoy making sandcastles, to be perfectly honest. That's Oh, you fun. must be missing that right now with all the pandemic. <laughs> I went to the beach last week. I made a sandcastle last week. Wait, last week, 2020 last week? Uh-huh. So, we, like in we, February last week? Uh, uh, <laughs> that is like 2020 last week. No, um, this past seven days... From the oh. date that we're recording this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I bring it up because I didn't see it, but somebody on the beach was shouting that there was a dolphin or maybe a pot of dolphins um, offshore that that they were seeing. So I looked out into the water, Tim, and I uh, the, instinctively looked for the fins, for the, the dorsal fin above the water. And it just got me thinking, if I saw that, would I know it was a dolphin or would I think... It might be a shark because they thought it was a dolphin. But how do we know it wasn't a shark? I am not that skilled to tell the difference between the fins 
uh, of of dolphins and sharks. So you're not and, you're uh, not educated enough to spot if your children at the beach are in danger by something. I would just presume they were in danger. Okay. Yeah. So is shark? I, I mean, is that something you think of at the beach? Obviously, I know where this is going. Of but. course, we know where this is going. It, it's not something I I I don't really think about it that often at the beach. My kids, when we are in the water, don't go that deep. I'm not afraid that they are in danger. Um, by shark or dolphin, which okay. I know can be dangerous. Um, well, why is the dolphin dangerous? Uh, they've got that that bottled nose snout that I believe can be very hard snout. if they bump you. Well, I feel like I don't hear people talking dolphins a lot at the beach. I do hear sharks. Yes, you're right. And why 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 is that being brought up on this episode of this podcast about pop culture? Um, because today on on the 20th century pop. Uh, we are doing a retro shock, and for those that don't know, a retro shock is where we talk about our memories of something from our pop culture history that maybe we haven't returned to, or in this case, perhaps have never experienced, and uh, determine what our history with it was like. And then we're going to go and we're going to watch it, listen to it, whatever, and then talk about it. And today we're talking about the movie Jaws, 1975 Jaws. That's right. Steven Spielberg directed Jaws. Steven Spielberg directed summer blockbuster kickoff first ever summer blockbuster movie Jaws. So we're talking about the Jaws that I am unfamiliar with. Well, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with it. That's a good point. But you've never seen the entirety of it. How much of Jaws have you seen? I don't know if I've seen any of it. I mean, I probably have seen parodies of it. I probably have seen clips, I guess, with the chalkboard. So it's weird to have something that is so important and so integral. Integral? Is that a word? Yeah. Integral. integral. You got there. Is there an R in it? Yep. Jars or Jaws? <laughs> There's an R no, in integral. That there could be this movie that's so much a part of everyone our age, you know, everyone who's now 44 and older, and I'm probably a little younger at least, it's so important to them that... It's odd to me, and I don't understand why fully I didn't see it sooner. I get why later in life when I had to establish myself as the pop culture connoisseur who knew what he knew and not what everyone else knew. I get that dick move. Mm -hmm. But I really don't know how this fully eluded me. How it didn't at least show up at at a sleepover. Or how it didn't somehow find its way to my VCR. I I, I just, you know, so it's it's odd to me that we're going to do an episode when we're watching it. Why would you have chosen it? What's what's exciting for you to see Jaws personally, to go back and see it? For me, looking back on it, it was my introduction to horror movies. And I don't think I don't think people necessarily think of Jaws as a horror movie, but for me that's that's it was my introduction to horror movies because there are some gruesome deaths. There's some gruesome things that you see. Jaws is the Jason of the movie, just killing people. Um, Sudeikis? Uh, uh, Voorhees. Okay. So, so I didn't realize it at the time, but like looking back on it, that was like my first horror movie. Um, and it's, it's also a, a character study. There are great characters in it, uh, great actors. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just that good. And I don't know how, I think just because it is streaming somewhere and we can both get to it for free, <laughs> we've kind of come to this movie. So I'm excited that, uh, um, you get to watch it. I'm also, I'm I I feel like you're going to be because of your knowledge of the movie already, and more to the point, your knowledge of the parodies. Um, you're going to get to certain scenes that may have been parodied time and again, and they won't have the effect that they would have had if you were seeing this, you know, for the first time without that other context. You're not selling me on seeing it, other than that we have to see it for the show. I wouldn't choose <laughs> to do this, and there's a part of me that feels like, well, now I'm. Now I'm severing the tie with that distinction I made. You know, there was there was a party that was just like, well, for all the pop culture that I'm wrapped in, I missed this. This could be a, an outlier. But now I'm going to experience it. Now I'm going to go see it. And so are you saying you're kind of regretting this a little bit? Like you? Not, I'm not regretting it. It just feels like <clears throat> I'm letting go of a personality trait. I'm letting go or reshaping my understanding of my pop culture past. You're going to be a different Tim on the other side of this. Well, I think I'm different now. I think I'm an adult enough to know that nobody cares now that I haven't seen it. But I am curious to how I'm going to view it. Because I, I, I know there are things I have gone to see after the fact. But with this, it's going to be very hard to experience it, I think, as a movie. 
but we'll see. I guess I guess we'll see because we're about to go watch Jowls. <laughs> um, real quick before we do, we usually do the good experience, bad experience. Right, right. Good, so good memory, get, bad memory is what this. Yeah, good is memory, bad called. memory. Yeah. Um, good memory for me, for sure. Um, especially because I kind of it was my own discovery. I mean, not a discovery because obviously it was out in the world, but I took it upon myself to finally see this movie. And so it was, it was a, a good moment for me. And you know what? I'm going to say good memory, too, because I get why it's important. Hmm. I get that theme song. I know it kicked off the idea of blockbuster summers. I got Steven Spielberg to a place to make Close Encounters. It's done everything necessary for me to kind of have the 80s, late 70s and 80s childhood I had. That's great good that's good it's not great memory it's good memory that's what we say well, let's that's go s- what it's called that's let's, the wording that we use nice let's let's go see if we can ruin that for you then with and 19 watch, se- yeah watch 1975's jowls <laughs> is that funny that's not right i thought it not was really is it funny twice <laughs> it's really the third time because you wrote it in this uh in this link so Oh, I did. You, you see that. The listener can't see that. No, so it maybe. might be funny for the listener if I said it a third time. <clears throat> it, it might be. The comedy does come in threes. But so do deaths. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfuss. You're going to need a bigger boat. From the best-selling novel, Jaws, rated PG, maybe too intense for younger children. I'm curious up front. I really want to know if you if you liked it or didn't like it. Just if that, I, just that, and then we'll get into talking about it. You want to know if I if I did or did not like Jaws? Yeah. Like, did did I like the the, the first major blockbuster of all time by Steven Spielberg? Of course, I liked it. All right. Well, of course, okay. I, why wouldn't I? It's well, it'd be because- ridiculous. Not to like, it's possible. No, but it's possible. Like we talked about before, there's so many aspects of it that have been parodied that you've seen, but you haven't seen the movie. And I thought maybe that would ruin it for you. Sure, and 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 that's a valid thought right off the bat. That's valid. But I mean, it's it's no, it's there's a reason I think the world outside of myself loves. And and I found out our friend of the show Jarf Hardeen has never seen Jaws either. Ah. But but outside of us, so four billion nine hundred million nine hundred ninety-nine other people have seen Jaws. Because yes, of course it's a good movie. It would be showy grandstanding, much like not seeing it for 45 <laughs> years, to say that it's not a good movie. It's it's weird because, and I should know this because it's how it's talked about, it really starts as a horror movie. Like, I don't think of Steven Spielberg as a horror director. Like, right. there's moments, moments in Close Encounters and even E.T. and then maybe Temple of Doom that are creepy. But but no, this 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 movie starts like a straight up slasher movie. Like, yeah. the opening, I feel like, very much is in like an 80s R-rated horror. That's the thing, too. This is a PG movie. Not to sound prudish, but there's a lot of dis you know just floating limbs <laughs> yeah. blood and a cut open shark belly well i think it would have been pg-13 had that been around but yeah I think it would it have makes... been r i think this would have been a hard r now. i don't think there's enough uh profanity to make it an r i think they would have put it in there because i don't know if they would have known what the balance i don't think you would have seen and again i'm sounding ridiculous i don't know why we're opening on this i just <laughs> the opening's great this the, on the beach there drunk yeah. horny kids i liked that what was odd about that is I feel like that's what the film could have been. And I don't think after that scene that that's what the movie is. I think it takes another turn, which sure. which I'm happy about. But um, I, I, I think it goes back and I think it goes back to horror once in a while. And, and especially towards the end, hmm. um, there's a little bit more um, more of a, a monster movie type feel. Uh, at well, the monster end. movie, sure. I guess what I'm saying is like this opening is a Friday the 13th chopping mall kind of like, uh, you know, blood on the beach, they could have called it, you know. Sure. Okay. 
Day at the Death. I don't know what you, what you might, you know, like, you know, pontoon boat, pontoon choke. I don't know. But there, this could have death been. Death Docks. Death Docks. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, bye Bye Buoy. I don't know. There's a lot of things you could call it. And again, it's a great opening. It gets you right in. Um, and that's the thing. It feels very, it feels kind of 70s. Of course it does. There's the overlapping dialogue. There's a lot of day for night filming. But I just, once that first sequence kind of passes, you know, the girl getting attacked by Bruce, apparently, is his name. But we'll call him Jaws. Yeah. I feel like after that, it is a different movie. It is a little bit more of a Spielberg movie because, like, the town of Amity, the town that this takes place in, with the exception of... Uh, is it Brody? Roy Scheider's character is Brody, the police mm-hmm. chief? Yes. With the exception of him, I, the, the the town is very cartoonish. I kind of felt like everything we see in Amity is like Springfield, like on The Simpsons. There's cartoon faces. Yeah. There, there's people kind of doing double takes. It's, it's very comical and very counteractive to the start of the movie. They're the Islanders. You know, they're the ones that know each other. Um, yeah. Um, they're they're ingrained and in, in set in their ways, and Brody's the outsider. So it makes sense, you know, to 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 make them a little more outlandish, I guess. Well, it's very bright. Like most of the movie is very bright, which is interesting for the other scary moments. There's very little that actually takes place at night after that opening scene. That's not entirely true. But. No, there's a couple more at night. There's there's the uh, the boat ride that that uh, Brody and uh, was it Hooper? Is that Richard Dreyfuss's character? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they go out at night at one point for another night scare. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, it's mostly during the day. I mean, did it feel – it's not a believable – it's a fun-feeling town. I like seeing this town, but it, it felt like caricatures, which made everything that happened after that first scene a little more palpable, at least for the first half of the movie. Because – and I don't know if this is going into it with preconceived notions or if this is just how it's set up. It's It's farcical. It's exaggerated. You know, there, there are people doing pratfalls, you know, there, there are, I don't want to say, you know, there's, there's, you know, the local yokels or whatever you want to say that felt a little more Spielberg like me, but even a a little over the top for Spielberg. I don't know. Like you've seen the movie before. What was it like coming into it? Did you watch it by yourself? Um, I watched it with my wife this time, uh, this recent time. Have you ever Um, watched it with her before? I, I don't know. Um... Is this something you watch a lot? It's no, no, no. It's not something I go back to. It's it's definitely one of those that if I happen upon it, then I'm then I'm watching it to the end. Um, but it's not one that I I sit down. It's like, oh, hey, what are we doing tonight? Let's watch Jaws. It's nothing like that. It is that for a lot of people, though, right? I guess this oh, is sure. something I don't understand. Why is co- this? I have a coworker that's a huge fan. He's got Jaws art as his uh, desktop. Um, so yeah, there there are people that absolutely love it. Uh, he's a Spielberg fan in general, though. His he has a, a car that it's a Jeep that he has it in a Jurassic Park um, Jeep, Jurassic Park Jeep. Huh. Yeah. He's got the sticker on the side that says that he is a member of Jurassic Park. I That's guess a friend of mine made sure that he was born in 1941, so I get it. <laughs> there you go. You know what I'm saying? No, I do, and, and that, but that's the thing. Like, why I you've you've seen this before? Yeah. What what in watching it? What was that experience like for you? I guess because I can re, go on in but... rewatching it this time. Yes. Um. It was just it was just reliving that the the great movie is. Um, so it is still great. You enjoy. Oh oh watching. yeah yeah yeah. And it's and you know I hadn't seen it in a while, and so there were moments that meant more to me now. Um. Just through things that I've gone through through life. I'm, I don't think I've seen it in its entirety since having kids. And so now I'm watching it with kids and Brody's got kids. And so, you know, there's that scene where he, I think it's the scene where they just had the, the shark scare uh, in the main beach and he's was all tense about it. And then he realizes it's a scare, but then somebody else is now screaming shark and it's in the, the pond, a little side area. And so he starts walking over there. And then as he remembers that his kids are over there, he asks them to go over there away from the main beach because of the shark. And now he's hearing them scream shark in that area. And he, so he starts to walk and then he slowly picks up his pace and then he, he's hoofing it over there. That that really got to me because, you know, it's his kids that he's running out uh, to, to, to check in on and to possibly save. 
Um, so that affected me differently this time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was just great to watch. And then my wife hadn't seen it in a long time, probably longer than myself. And so there were some jump scares and, and certain things she had forgotten about that, um, she reacted to pretty strongly. So that was, that was fun to re-experience. Is he a good, a good person, a good character, Brody? Like, is he, is he an admirable individual in the context of the film to you? Um, I feel that he is. I feel like he is in a, in an interesting transitionary position. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, because he's new to the town and he needs to, you know, um, earn the town's respect he How needs, new is he? I know it's in movies. Is this well, his first it's, summer there? It's his first summer. They say that it it's is. his first summer. So I don't know if he's been there since October of the previous year. or if But this he is came. his first time seeing what the beach is. Yes, he's the first time for the beach and the tourists and all that stuff. Um, and so um, I think he's trying to do best for the town and the people. I think he's also trying to do best for his himself and his family and, and keep his job and stay in good graces with the mayor. I think he's, he's got a lot of, uh, push and pull in, in different directions. And ultimately, um, he, he picks the, the right path and figures out how to take down this shark. No, I, I like him. He's actually a likable character. I say that because I'm not sure I like any of the other characters well i mean yeah the town is full of i think you called them yokels before yeah which wasn't very kind i, I probably should have called them uh what douchebag fishermen <laughs> there you go or republicans dumb island pride folk island pride uh yeah so the, he's got to deal with that yeah um and so the the islanders yeah i mean some of the side characters um you don't really you don't get to know enough. What what about the uh, the inn owner, the very tan woman, uh, the 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 rubbery skinned? Oh, she shows up a few times. Um, no, she's one of the, uh, the the Simpsons cast. That's the thing. These people are weird caricatures. They're like cast for their faces. Some of them, I feel like, are not cast for their acting ability, and that's fine. Sure. I, I just, I mean, ultimately, the the, the movie set up. I, I think it's it's probably almost perfectly balanced. The first half and the last half, and the last half, we only get three characters. Yeah, and and of those three characters, you only like Brody. You don't like Hooper, and you don't like Quint. I don't like Cooper. That's Richard Dreyfuss's character. But I mean, that might be because it's Richard Dreyfuss. Like, I, I like him in some roles and he is talented, but I also feel like I don't need to f- hear him fake laugh. I don't need to hear anybody sing on a boat. I feel like that character is probably better in the book. And that's the other thing that I don't think about that often, because um, from what I understand, Jaws the book or whatever it was called, because I don't think it was called Jaws. That was a very popular book at the time, too. And so I think there was that character was probably better in the book because you you probably could read better and and and, and learn more about him um, that than you can do it visually and have it be like these little asides like you kind of learn and I don't even think I picked up on this um, until this viewing that he is uh, from a rich family um, that never really stood out before but I, I picked it up this time is there an so the- infidelity plot line in this movie did he sleep with Brody's wife? Someone was explaining that to me, and I did not pick that up at all. No, I didn't get that from the film at all. No, okay. I was hoping he made he himself because- very comfortable at the dinner. I didn't, you know, that was a little. What is that from? That that was kind of odd to me. I wonder if it's something in the book, or, and I should have researched this so we could talk about. It, but I didn't hear it. I didn't see it. But I was talking with someone, telling them, "Hey, I saw this movie Jaws," and they were telling they brought that up that there's some weird familiarity that's set between those two. Um, that's somehow in that scene. Well, I, do, I always kind of took it as they were, they were both the outsiders. They were the, the two from, from bigger cities that But he had, arrives with two bottles of wine after meeting him randomly. Well, it wasn't random. I think he, he requested somebody, an expert. Well, I remember not there was, random, but like the, the, he met Brody for the first time. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. There, there's, I feel like something's missing for following Brody as a hero. He's balanced out by, yeah, I think a spoiled, rich scientist which is a weird metaphor to mash together and then you have uh quint kind of the grizzled veteran uh, veteran of world war ii i think is that yes right? that's correct 
who knows how to who knows the animals as as a monster and, and knows how to stab them once they get in there and kill him. Like that that that's an interesting balance. Yeah. Um do you like Quint? I know that's probably one of the more quoted characters of this movie. I, I yeah, I don't mind Quint. I think he's all right. Um I think he becomes um you know, I I don't like him towards the end because he sort of loses it and he doesn't help the situation um, by, you know, um, pressing forward after the shark, destroying the, the radio. You know, he becomes uh, a little off kilter. Um, his death doesn't, you know, I'm not like, oh, man, Quint died. Nor are, nor are the two people he's sailing with. There is no remorse for his death. <laughs> no. I found that very odd. And I always, I've always found it odd that Hooper just sort of hides for the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he just he goes into the water. He gets away. He's going to hide behind a rock until something explodes, and then he'll come up at the end. Yeah, I mean, is it anticlimactic? I I like that. There's almost an hour spent on the boat. That is interesting. That there there is there is something fascinating to that. But there's uh, my also wife- so. My wife said that that she didn't recall that they were on the boat for so long. I was surprised when the, to find out that that's that, that is a bulk of the movie. Yeah, it's a little ball swinging around or dick swinging around. It's you know that's the thing. Is this just another fucking Moby Dick metaphor? I mean, is that what that is? It's not. Quinn isn't necessarily after the shark. I guess the Hooper kind of is through his research but it's more of an entitlement he wants the riches of that yeah I, I don't know what is i mean it's brody's story it's his quest what is the the action of going after this primeval shark that hopefully keeps it from being a hey my dick is a whale metaphor um i you know i think i'm a little lost on what you're going for there because i thought the 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 whale metaphor thing i thought that was kind of clear um, in some in some respects, because they even compare scars at one point, the three of them. So it is just a big masculine, a bit boner yeah. fight. It's that, and then just the 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 monster, the 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 monster movie there at the end, where they're fighting off um, Frankenstein, uh, but in this case, a shark. <laughs> one might say like a Moby Dick of sorts. Oh, of you sorts. said a Frankenstein of sorts. Yeah. When he's fighting off a Megatron there at the end. <laughs> I don't. I, does the Moby Dick story interest you? If that's what it is, does that idea of 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 this? Because it seems like, and it shouldn't be, but that's a very gender specified story. Maybe because of the time it was written. But I can't just. I can never. Like I understand the obsession, the idea of the obsession story, but it always seems like it's such a weird. Everyone gets damned for my obsession, and it's supposed to be heroic. Like, it's odd that at the end of the movie, we don't, because I was expecting this, we don't actually see Brody get back to his family. I mean, they're fine. We know they're fine. They're in, you know, unless something happened on the shore. But that's not the point. At the end of the story, he's palling around a little bit with uh, Hooper, kind of like it's the end of Casablanca or something. Yeah. But it really is just him going after the shark. Like you said, this time you saw him, you related to some of the family man stuff. I feel like that gets thrown out pretty quickly when you get to the second half of the movie. He tries to get back. He tries to get in touch with his family. He is the one that's trying to be the level head between the two other guys um, who, again, just keep trying to one-up each other. Um, but yeah, at one point, he just succumbs to to the quest. Like he's protecting the town initially. That's what's weird about the first half, half and second half. His, his goal is to protect the town. He wants to protect the town. And there's an interesting thing in the first half that we'll get into in a minute, I think, about that story. But by the time he gets on the boat, it's odd to me that we don't see him get back to the town. We don't see the reactions or the interactions with the town that he's he's supposedly defending. Yeah, I guess it does lose that that edge. You're right, because at the end of the movie, um, I'm just now in it for the the battle, like who's going to come out on top? Who are we going to lose in this battle? Uh, and and who's going to come out the victor? Not necessarily who's going to come out the protector. So and doesn't that change it? I mean, doesn't that? I don't know. I feel like there's a weird shift that that's there, what it becomes. Yeah, there's definitely like two two different movies here, in a way. Do you like them um, both? Um, yeah, I do like both. I did find that the the boat stuff dragged a little bit. For oh, really? me, okay. um, this time, um, especially the the uh, the singing 
and the Ugh. and the and the storytelling. At the end of the day, everything's a metaphor. I get it, and it might just be present time intruding. But the the the, the two storylines don't seem consistent. Don't seem to connect. Something is missing because. All when the movie started in the first half hour of the movie, and I feel like maybe I like the first half more than the second half. I couldn't shut my brain off. I couldn't not be watching this movie. I couldn't dissect myself enough to not see um, Brody as as Fauci, sure, you know, and seeing the mayor as Republican, and just seeing this whole thing as a fucking pandemic analogy. That's all I was getting from the first half of this movie. Yeah, and I I had actually. Before this, had seen you know I think there's some memes going around that 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 do the same thing, um, so that was already planted in my mind as well. So what did you see? I'm curious because I got a lot out of that. That was very helpful to me. And that's why the second half maybe didn't play as well. What 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 did you see in it? Or what, what, what? yeah, well, it's exactly. I mean, I've always gotten stuff out of that aspect of it where you have the 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 money hungry mayor. Um, not wanting to sacrifice the dollars that summer and and beachgoers bring to his town um, for the the greater good, um, even though they're the 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 number of people. I mean, it's so spot on. The number of people that are going to suffer from a shark attack are limited, um, and so he's willing to take that risk and not shut down the whole thing until they can make sure that that shark is out of their waters. Um, and that's just spot on, I think, to what we're going through today. Yeah, I think that is. You know, when they're saying the beaches will be open, yeah, all I could hear is the schools will be yeah. open. It's like yeah. the whole idea of the smaller shark and the reality that this isn't your shark because the teeth don't match up, the jaw yeah. doesn't match up. But nobody wants to believe those experts. You know, fuck those experts. Just get them back in the in, in the beach. Let people swim. Like all of that was just too spot on. And then the whole the whole weird scene where. Um, like the mayor's major enemy ultimately is whoever vandalized the sign. There's a sign for enemy and somebody drew a pretty funny dorsal fin with a board bubble saying, look out for the shark. And he wants to create like some patsy, the mayor does, to redirect his anger and the focus of everyone else so that that's what they're going after. Not the problem, not the shark, but 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 the people who, who are vandalizing, as he calls it, or speaking out like that. Where the movie goes became less relatable to me. Because it's two different stories, the the shark in the first half, like you were just saying, is of nature. It's just a shark being a shark. The shark in the second half, I think, is is more fantastical where it is targeting these guys and chasing these guys and not not going, you know, elsewhere to find food, but like literally is the monster attacking these three. Well, it's, it's ensnared though, isn't it? Isn't it caught by a cable? That's why well, it follows them. I don't think the the cable's not attached to the boat. Um, he's it's attached to at least I don't think so. But it's attached to these uh, these um, what are they? Uh, Floaters. Say again. Like a, the floating barrels. Yeah, the barrels. That's the word I was looking for. The, yeah, so it's the barrels that that keep it from going deep. Um, but the, he could still go elsewhere. Um, but he stays and and is around the boat and is attacking the boat. And maybe he's attacking the boat because they're the ones that put the barrels on him. Um, but it, it's a different thing. It, it's no longer, I don't see it as nature anymore. I, I do see it more as a monster. So it becomes the slasher movie. Again. Yeah. So that's interesting then. And I wonder if that's Spielberg, because that ties into the opening scene. That's what we get at the beginning. Right. Because we get it from the shark's view. Even I wonder if Steven Spielberg's influence and maybe why Jaws resonates is he did something in the middle part that maybe didn't gel yet because he's a master director sure but he's still learning his craft but the story that captivated me is not the story that the opening and closing designate like do you like the idea of the monster or of the shark as a monster or do you like the idea of the shark as nature and the enemy is sort of the government it's the mayor I i have always liked and been drawn to stories that show how people react to extreme situations. Um, I've always liked seeing, especially when it's like real, realistic enough situations. Um, so here's the thing that happened. And so now we've got to do the, like the little details of how he went to uh, the hardware store because they didn't have closed beach signs. And so he had to go to the hardware store to get those made because they just never closed the beach before. 
Um, and just those little things and how the the town officials all gathered on the uh, the ferry that was going across the the water. And that's where they had their discussion about um, redesignating the, the woman's death uh, as a boat accident. Just those little back and forth conversations between people and just how it slowly escalates. I've always been drawn to that sort of thing. I, I like that. And then for me, it's like, and you get a little bonus monster movie at the end. But it is different, which is interesting to me. Like it's, and it's called Jaws. It's a shark movie. It's that movie with the giant shark. But the more fascinating part is all the stuff on land. Yeah, and I don't know. I haven't read the book, um, so I don't know. I don't how think you're gonna. I don't think we're going no, to. Not going to. Um, so I don't know, like how much of it needed to shift because famously, as I'm sure a lot of folks know, um, the shark was supposed to be featured more in the movie, was originally supposed to be um, uh, more, you know, just the the mechanical shark that they built was going to be a big part, but it didn't work. And so they had to shoot around it and figure out other ways. And that's why you get a lot of um, shots from the point of view of the shark instead of seeing the shark. No, I don't um, think the shark looks fake either. I don't know. Maybe it's because I think sharks are dumb looking. Not dumb looking, <laughs> but they have that like, kind of blank look. But every time it popped up, I actually found it kind of frightening. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it worked well. And you don't get like very uh, long gazes at the shark. So it's just these quick hits that, that work really well. But um, maybe it had been intended to be more shark. Um, even though you've got all this stuff on land, there was going to be more shark and then they just couldn't do that, and they they worked around it and made a better movie, is what everybody uh, agrees, than what it would have been if the shark was was more visible. I'm just curious because you've seen this before. This is a movie that lives in your consciousness. In watching it, does it still seem like this should be? Because this is considered one of the greatest spectacles of cinema history. This is on that list. This is a massive achievement of directorial magic and whatever. Does it look like that to you still, or is it a little quaint over the years? Um, well, I mean, it's certainly got A little quaint, quaint over yeah, the years. Yeah, it's got a little quaint. Uh, of course, it's gotten a, a quaint over the years, as, as movies have just gotten bigger and bigger and louder. Um, so, of course, there's a quaintness to it, but it's still, it's still so well done, especially because of what's happening in the town. Um, it, it just continues to resonate and it's still a very enthralling film. There's a quaintness to it for sure, but um, I think it still stands out and can, can what's quaint can rem- about it. Like what is specifically quaint about Jaws? Oh, you know, there's a pacing, a different pacing to it than you might get if, if a similar film was made today. Speaking of similar films, there's loads, <clears throat> excuse me. There's loads of uh, shark attack movies. Um, and so you can you can watch those, including the uh, the sequels to Jaws, to to see that the pacing just uh, changes. Everything's faster. There's not there's not that space to have the conversation about signs for the beach. There's not space to have uh, Harry in his bad hat and the beachgoers chit chatting, um, or to sl- or to slowly watch that one guy call for his dog. Oh, that's always such a hard thing to watch. Yeah, the dog, they don't actually say. The dog got eaten, right? The, the presumption is the dog has been eaten, yes. I think, there, I think there's four kills in this movie, and I think the dog, Pippin, is one of them. Oh, five yeah. kills, if you count Quint, sorry. Six, if you count the fish. Oh, I guess I, wow, what a cold bastard I am. <laughs> I didn't count the fish. You mean Jaws. <laughs> right. The character of Jaws. The character of Jaws. You're, you're saying like there's there, there 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 wouldn't be the space or the patience for that. Is that true, or is it just we have that one? Like, oh, I guess that's that's an excellent point. Yeah, so you're doing the next thing. Um, well, because like people remake the bad remakes. Like you're saying, we have tons of giant fish movies, and I bet they have a lot of similarities. A lot of similarities to Jaws. Nobody is gonna, and maybe they have, by the way, because I don't watch all the giant fish movies. <laughs> Yep. There's something untouchable, maybe because it's Steven Spielberg, but there's something about Jaws that remains on its on its pedestal, which I, I don't know, because again, I liked it. I, you know, having not seen it for 45 years, you know, going to watch it, I, I didn't have, you know, I knew I would enjoy it. There'd be no way I wouldn't enjoy it, but I didn't have high, into, you know, expectations. That's not true. <laughs> I mean, it's Steven Spielberg, but I didn't, 
I didn't think I would be enthralled with it, which I was. I didn't look at my phone during it. I wasn't distracted during with it. I stayed with it. I mean, I took some notes, but I stayed with it the whole time. And I'm happy I saw it. Great. You know, it's exciting to have seen it because it is this movie. But at the same time, it is this movie. So it's a little crushing to have seen it. Really? Kind of. You know, I I really felt that my relationship with pop culture, it's built not just off of the things that I like, but also off things like the fact that, well, I haven't seen Jaws. Yeah. I don't like the Rolling Stones or I haven't read Lord of the Rings. At the same time, it's kind of like Jaws and the weight of Jaws. I'm a little ashamed that I saw it because now it's kind of like it changes how I connect to pop culture. Does that mentality make any sense or does that just sound dumb? I mean, I think it's making a little bit of sense. Um, I'm trying to think Not of... Not laugh at it because it's, it's, it's childish. No, it's, it's, it's... I mean, it's a little childish, but at the same time, you've gone this long without seeing it. Um, you, you've, you've built your, your mindset around the fact that you've not seen it and that you don't need to see it. And... And now that you have, that changes that aspect of of your your pop culture fandom in a, in a bit of a way. I, I have a similar movie with The Godfather. I've never seen The Godfather. I know it's probably a very good movie. I have friends that it's their absolute favorite movie. I mean, I've read a couple things that say it's pretty good. Yeah. And so I guess I'm in a similar boat. I am not going to be like, oh, you know what? This is the year I'm going to finally watch The Godfather. I've just reached a point in my life where it's like, ah, nope, not interested. Don't need to see it. I'm, I believe that it's great, um, but I have no interest in seeing it. Now, if I were to sit down and watch it next week, it would, yeah, it would feel a little weird that I, okay, now I'm not, I haven't. I had once resigned myself to the fact that I have no reason to see this, and now I've seen it. And so, yeah, it changes a, a, a little bit. I guess it's not, I don't know if it's as dramatic, perhaps, as you might be trying to I'm talking say into a microphone, so I'm making it maybe a little dramatic, but it is dramatic. Avoiding it for 45 years mattered, <laughs> or felt like it mattered, and it's, it's weird because it doesn't. Nobody cares. You know, we're doing an episode about it, so. I'm glad I didn't front load it with that statement. But, <laughs> sure. But it's weird. I, I I do feel like this changes what? My connection to it. I have some friends that absolutely love certain things that I have no interest in. But they'll they'll talk about it, they'll share it, they'll say, Hey, here's here's a copy of it, check it out. And it's like I I don't need to in a way I'm never gonna watch it now because I don't want to be defined in any aspect by the thing that that you're defined by. Why is that? Because I relate to what you're saying, and I have that. And it sounds like you have a, a, a healthier, manageable version of that. Yeah, it doesn't relate to them until they start pushing it on you, and and and. But elevating. they didn't make what they're pushing on you. They didn't make that piece of art. They just saw it. They want the attachment, maybe, but they, they're just presenting it to you. Right, and there's a difference. Like I could, I could have somebody present something to me. And I'll check it out, and maybe I'll I'll really like it. But if someone presents something to me, and I just don't get around to it, and then they present it again, and then there's a celebration uh, uh, for it with a fandom a base, you get to a point with 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 things like that going around that particular piece of pop culture, where then you have to decide: Do I give in to that and and check that out? Do I? also become that which which become which, what though what are we afraid uh, of becoming it's it's not yeah i mean maybe we're not using the right terms but it's i think you are because i think we're both doing this and i don't get it is what i'm saying i don't yeah. get i can only speak for me i don't mean to speak for you i don't get why this is so important to me i mean you you used to make fucking mixtapes for people you would you would calculate what song follows what song, the arrangement of it, and you would hand it to people as a way of saying, here, this is important. 
It's coming from me. This is important. It's the same thing. So that's a little more work, I guess, because you're putting it together. And we claim in our heads it's more art. But it's the same thing as the person with with the Jaws T-shirt and the Jaws poster. You know, and, and was it a Jaws car that you were talking about earlier? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, coming to you and saying, oh, you got to see Jaws. It's the same thing. You didn't write those songs, record those songs. Maybe you did, but I think they're mostly tracks from your CDs. You bought them. <laughs> And you bought the blank cassette and you made the blank cassette and you handed it to them. These people didn't make Jaws. They didn't write Jaws. They saw Jaws. They're telling me to see Jaws because they love it. And yet I hold that against them. I hold, Or I hold that not even against them. I hold that against the art, which is the worst thing you can do. Because that's not fair to the per- people who made it. Yeah. We've got to figure this out because we bring this up quite a bit, I think. Uh, on, on I don't this think show. we have a lot of a recurring audience, so it's fine. <laughs> no, but I still, just for you and me, I'd like to get to the root of it. But do you do a podcast if that's not what you do? Like, is there, because for me, this is something, and I realized it just now in saying it, there is a fear that giving up a little bit of that weird isolationist, arrogance, whatever, makes me like everyone else. That's the thing. Jaws, everyone saw. As soon as I saw it, we've all seen Jaws. We've also all seen Star Wars, but I came <laughs> to that on my own. Yeah. So it's kind of like, do we stop doing the show if we crack that code? Do I take all the those CDs down? I did, by the way. I don't have any CDs up, but the posters down? Like that, there is a sad, sad fear at 44 <clears throat> years old that to give up something like not having seen jaws it sounds ridiculous but it could invalidate a little bit my stance on this and i've built up a life that this stuff matters and makes me who i am so yeah it's a little difficult and i'm a little frustrated that i've seen jaws as much as i enjoyed it and i'm glad to have seen it kind of wish i had seen it sooner maybe you know not in the context of just watch it for the show and take the notes just enjoy it but still yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't know if it gets figured out beyond that because it would mean changing something that I don't know if I want to change. Would it help to simply um, think of this viewing of Jaws as uh, research? As but it's just, not just research. Okay. Because it's well, a real I'm thing. Saying, I mean, would it help to just think of it that way? Well, that's another delusion, I guess. Yeah. The, the truth is, Jaws is a well-made fucking film. It deserves the attention it got. It made huge impacts on the world. It, 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 it helped spawn what I enjoy, which is summer movies and blockbusters of the 80s came out of that five years later. So it, it's silly to have run from it, I guess. That's all. And, and there'll be other things like that. You're talking about The Godfather. It'd be weird. The only way you or I are going to see The Godfather is to do another one of these episodes. True. Especially, yeah. I mean, it's possible. Um, when my It's kids not are... streaming on Netflix, so I don't know how you're going to see it. No, yeah, that's true. Sorry. Um, but, but if there was like a midnight movie or, or, you know, a screening or something and a bunch of us were going to go, maybe I would do that. Um Maybe I would. And that scenario is highly likely. Are you being sarcastic? I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> I'm a little confused now with my tone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I look, I enjoyed seeing it. I'm glad to have seen it. And I need to deal with, and we're doing it a bit on microphones, but I will continue to do I need to deal with this weird fan, pop culture fan arrogance that is really detrimental because from what I understand, yeah, The Godfather's pretty good. We should probably see that. Next week on 20th Century Pop. Not The Godfather. Maybe Godfather <laughs> 3, The Revenge. <laughs> what it will be next week? You know how you can find out what's next week? You know how you, the listener, and you too, Bob, uh, could find out what is actually going to be playing here next week? Let me know. I'll tell you. You could visit the, the website, the Not a Holograms homepage of nahpods.com. That's the main webpage for this show, 20th Century Pop, and a couple of other podcasts also under that same banner. Uh, you can always visit there to find the most recent episode of this show streaming. 
You can always find links to all of our past episodes there along with the show notes. I would say check out the show notes. I'm getting a little more informative with them. I think there's a lot more information there. You can check all those out on the website. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and Stitcher on most ways that you listen to podcasts. And you can follow the show, 20th Century Pop, at 20Popcast on Twitter and on Instagram and myself, Tim Blevins. You can follow me on those two same mediums at sub cultist yeah you can follow me on twitter as well at rh canning um, as always i implore you to reach out to us uh tweet us let us know what you think of jaws have you seen jaws if you've not will you watch it now um would love to know get your input i mean i actually have to shift everything i just said now to i'm never going to see jaws too that's the next one I'm not going to see. And then when I'm 90, 45 years from now, I'll probably check it out. Just just that one time. But not uh, 3D. I have no memory of Jaws 2. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. No memory of Jaws 2. I've seen Jaws 3D a couple times. Not in 3D. Um, and then Jaws to Revenge I've seen a few times. Well, Jaws to Revenge is the one I saw. So it was weird that they had this prequel. <laughs> that happens sometimes. That, that happened. This Jaws. Do you ever type when you're searching porn? Do you ever type the wrong? Like you're just on autopilot and you type the wrong search, uh-huh. and what comes up? You're like, well, no, that's in my feed, and so you look at it anyways. But you're like, that's not what I wanted. That's not what I meant. But it's here. Uh, Let's see what they have on Deviant Art. I don't think that's ever. I don't think that's ever happened. Okay. I'm pretty. I'm pretty clear about what it is I'm searching for. Okay. Do you ever search something so much that when you go to search something else, maybe in front of someone, maybe because you're going to order out, or maybe because you got to buy clothes for your kids, but you just automatically type the same search words you always type? You're like, whoops, I got to backtrack on that, because not everybody in the room is in the Tila. No, I haven't, I haven't done that. No, okay. No. All right, well, that's good. Because yeah. I will tell you from experience, an understanding person, it's not embarrassing in front of them. But it could lead to trouble. If I was employed right now, it could lead to issues of conversation. Yeah. If it happened at work. Yeah, that's true. NSA for work. What is that? NSFW. Not safe for work. That's right. Unless you work in... But then it's like, well, what if this is... I work in this industry. You know what's pretty safe for work at Pornhub? Every YouTube video you could ever post. Afraid to go in the water. Jaws 2 made you afraid to go back in the water. Jaws 3D was a new dimension in terror. In Jaws 4 The Revenge, it was personal. Then it was just business. Then pure pleasure. Cyber Jaws made you afraid to log on. And Robo Jaws made you afraid of robotic sharks. Then Chief Brody's grandson assembled a super team of shark hunters. Jaws 10, it was man versus shark versus all the terrors of the deep. Outer space, then a prequel, and a sequel to the prequel. And then a new era in terror began. Jaws started a family. Battled a Russian shark named Ivan Sharkovsky. Took a bite out of the Big Apple and learned about love from a mysterious stranger. Jaws 18 Origins, the mind-blowing reboot. Now, the oceans are disappearing, and to save their home, the sharks must attack. Jaws 19. This time, it's really, really personal. Coming soon.